Welcome to Urban Theology. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men brought together by the grace of God to talk about the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week. Man, so glad to have you back. Shout out to everybody who has given us feedback, said nice things about us. And if you didn't have nice things to say about us, we appreciate you as well because we're just trying to grow and build this thing that we started from, the, from, from nowhere, honestly. So my name is Toby, one half of the Urban Theology Podcast. I got my guy on the line as well. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Raheem, the other half of the Urban Theology Podcast. Uh, we just wanted to thank everybody for listening, tuning in. Man, the feedback we've been getting is amazing. So me and Toby are going to definitely keep, you know, cranking out some good stuff by the grace of God, man. And we love you. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. And, you know, this is something where we want everybody to be able to tune in and, and, and not feel like we're judging them. Of course, we're going to be talking about some of the laws and commandments of God, but we too are sinners and we too are trying to mend our ways. And we are basically opening ourselves up to listeners as well so some of this feedback that we get you know i i would love everybody to i mean if you hear anything that you know is a little off and you say hey brother that's not the way to do things yeah be critical of us you know we're, we're open to being uh, corrected we're open to criticism and i mean we're doing this because we're ultimately just a family you know we're going to grow this thing and we ultimately want to help you guys and you guys are going to help us vice versa most definitely man and we're going to definitely keep growing from the criticism and even the constructive, the constructive things you guys tell us. So we're going to take all that into account. And hopefully by, you know, wisdom, we'll, we'll have an even better product for y'all. So we're going, we're going to definitely take it in. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm Ebo. I have my Yoruba brother here. So if there's any stereotypes, they say, Oh, Yoruba men, they don't take criticism. I'll take the criticism well. And I'll, I'll, I'll relay it to my brother. If they say Ebo men don't listen, my Yoruba brother will take the criticism well and he'll relay it to me. You know, you already know it's all about the balance, man. Of course, so, of course. So how you been holding up, man? Bro, I, bro, right now I'm just, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not great. I'm not sad. I'm just all right. You know, I'm, I'm out here looking for a house. I'm, I'm staying with my moms. And I mean, that, that is, I, I'll save that for a different conversation. Cause that could take up the whole podcast, just the ups and downs of staying with an African mom, you know, but I'm doing all right. I'm healthy, bro. I need to, I need to figure out a workout schedule. You know, I need to figure out a workout schedule because I don't want to leave this quarantine looking like a different person, you know? Um, Oh, I got my 30th birthday coming up. My 30th birthday is going to be on Tuesday. So I'm kind of indifferent about it. Kind of indifferent about it. I just feel like, you know, it's just a number, you know, it, it, some people wake up and they say, oh, I need to stretch. My body's aching. I'm like, bro, if you haven't been taking care of your body prior to 30, then it's not going to change. Like, you're just, it's a psychological thing. So when you ask me how I'm doing, yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I can't complain. What about you? Man, that's good to hear. Bro, I'm just, I'm hanging in there. Um, just been taking it one day at a time. Um, had, I had a therapy session on Friday. We're going to talk about that later in, in the episode. But that was, that was definitely dope. Um, yeah, just been definitely just trying to recoup and just try to get better one day at a time. You know, this this um, lockdown has been interesting and it's been an interesting situation to kind of go through for like my mental health and just, you know, different, different things, just trying to um, stay balanced. But, you know, me having a good support system has definitely kind of helped to get through this, you know, these last two months, you know, in a somewhat sound state of mind. You, you have a support saying? system. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about my girlfriend. I have a girlfriend, yes. 
And you have to, you have to, you have to put all the credit. Okay, you can't, you can't just float that by. You have to state who. Okay, all right, you gotta. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, my girl, my girl, she, um, she's a big proponent of you know therapy and just like taking care of yourself. So that was, bro. I, yeah, I saw on Twitter you were gloating. You're like, oh, my girlfriend is so great. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank. So can you share with the people what actually went on because you got some type of gift. And- I was feeling kind of jealous. I wanted to screenshot the tweet and send it to my girl and be like, yo, see what the Lord is doing for my friends. You, so so what, 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 can, can you share that? Yeah, so what my girlfriend did, it was like a surprise. She sent me a gift in the mail. So I, I, I stepped outside my house and I, I just saw I had happened to see something at my door. I'm like, what's this? It's like a square package, right? So I opened it, right? And bro, tell me why I take it out the package. And it's a picture of, of, of all these pictures of us from like 2013 up to now, she like made a collage of images. Wow! And and like put them together on that like on that um that picture, so I can wait, hang what, it up. Was it your anniversary? No, it was just something uh, just because gift. She, wait, like, wait, wait! This, did you pay for this in av- like? No, she bro, she did it all by herself. She, wow! She, she had all the pictures. She just put it together. Wow! What a daughter of Sarah! Wow, man! Hey, look! Wait, is she is she African descent? Yeah, Nigerian. She's Nigerian. Oh my goodness. Wow, man. You know, I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble because I feel like I'm gloating too much. And if my girl hears it, she's going to be like, you know, what's, what's going on there? So I'm happy for you, my brother. I'm happy for you. Uh, I guess we can kind of get into the conversation that we want to give the people today. Um, Oh, before we do that, yo, what do you think about the Old Testament and New Testament? What's your opinion on that? And the reason why I ask that is because I mean, I'm reading the Old Testament and I read the, the New Testament and I've, I've, I've heard different debates about like Old Testament versus New Testament. Um, I just want us to give our opinions on how that, how we feel about it. Um, my, my opinion is the Old Testament gives context to the New Testament, right? Yeah. So even, even when you read, when you read Jesus and you read like the books that Paul wrote, both Paul and Jesus are quoting the Old Testament, right? And Jesus is like consistently. So what that tells me is, obviously the Old Testament is prophetic, right? So everything that, that's happening in the New Testament was written about, right? Even, even yeah. like all the things, Moses, all of those things they're referencing are happening and being played out in the New Testament. So for me, I feel like as a believer, you need to read both, right? And also reading the Old Testament will help you enjoy the Old Testament as well. And it goes hand in hand. Reading the Old Testament will give context to the New Testament. So you definitely should take time to, to read both in your quiet time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of on the same page. I feel like it's a book where, you know how you, you, you get maybe like a, a fictional book and at first the thing is kind of dry, you know, you're just reading it and it's giving you all the introductions to the character. Why are you telling me about all these 20 people? I don't really care about these 20 people. And then you get closer to the end and this thing is now starting to get juicy and like, oh, now I see how the plot played out. I see how this played out. And I feel like the Bible in its entirety is, vital you know you have to the the old testament and the new testament are both equally important you know and i i would i would just say i think most people think that the old testament doesn't apply to them because i mean there were some things that said that that were said in the old testament that um it kind of was said because of some of the practices that were going on at that time you know most people say well you know we're not living in that time but i mean I look at the time that we live in now and when I read some of the old Testament, even though it's not 
verbatim what we're going through, I can see the similarities, you know, and um, like you said, the, the, the Old Testament made way for the New Testament. So, I mean, I, I, I think they're both equally important. I can't dismiss one of them. And I just wanted to discuss that before we even got into anything. Nah, man, I appreciate you going there. I'm, me, I've, I've actually been reading in my quiet time. I read, right now I'm reading um, New Testament and, I, and I'm also reading Psalms at the same time. So I try, I'll read, uh, right now I'm reading like Mark. So I'm reading two chapters of Mark and then I'm reading some of the Psalms. So I'm trying to get nice. in the habit of, of jumping, um, jumping back, back and forth. Same here, man. Same here. Nice. All right, let's get into the first topic of the day. But and bro, the first... hold on real quick. Before we jump into that, can I do the opening prayer before oh, we Oh, even... I forgot. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank you. No problem. I got you, man. Uh, let's do that first. All right. So, uh, so Father, in Jesus' name, um, Lord, we thank you for even a day like this because um, you made this day. I thank you for the life of mine and the life of my brother Toby. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom um, in these next few minutes. Um, Holy Spirit, um, give us the words that we need to delve into this conversation. And Lord, I pray that uh, we would um, attack this conversation with grace and with wisdom. So Father, we thank you and we give you praise for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yo, that, that was powerful right there because the first topic we were going to get into was therapy, right? And I feel like therapy is there to help us in the same way that you were there to help me. Um, it's not like I didn't know better. It's just sometimes we have these lapses in life. I feel like therapy is also there to help us, you know? So we didn't do that on purpose, all right? It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're two men who at any point in time, we might need somebody to help us out. So let's get into therapy. We're both two African men. So therapy rings off a little bit different, all right? It's not really so traditional. When you tell, when, I know when I tell my mom, you know, I'm going to therapy, she just thinks I'm wasting money. You know, why, 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 why are you going to spend money with some fake doctor? You know, so give your account of therapy and also just the importance of it or the, the lack of importance of it. So my account is it's it's overall pretty good. So I started going three years ago, but I had to stop because I was paying out of pocket. My my insurance wasn't covering it. So that was kind of annoying. I feel you. I feel you. But, but that aside, it was dope because when I started, you start to unpack things. Right. And I believe like even as a Christian, like like, yes, we're a spirit and being right. But we also have a mind and it's all it's all connected. Right. So if your mind if your mind isn't isn't healthy, your spirit is going to be suffering. bro. So like for me, that job was like super benef beneficial. But then I had to I had to stop. And then re like I was telling you earlier in the episode, I had my first session um, for, with my new therapist on Friday. So that was um, really, really dope. And one thing I will say is um, when you're starting off having to unpack things can, it can be scary. And, and I realized that uh -huh. was one of the things I was afraid of because um, therapy will challenge you, right? To uncover things you may have tried to bury away, right? Whether that's traumatic experiences or just different things you've never, never addressed. But I would encourage everyone, if, if you have insurance through your job or you have the means, like I would definitely say, just try it out, even for a session, a session or two and see how you feel about it. Because it's 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 gonna really help you out, and I think more black people, especially black men, we should we should do it. What do you think, bro? Bro, I feel like the first thing you need to do is make sure you are reading all the benefits that your job gives you, because one thing people have in their mindset is that it's gonna set them back too much. You know, like oh, a, a session is gonna cost you all this money. And a lot of companies have resources that we're not using. You know, so make sure you're checking all the avenues. I mean, I would also say it, it'll be worth it. I think 
therapy can come through many people. So I could have therapy with you. You know, I could, I could be, I could, I could unpack some things with you. I could unpack some things with a sibling, with uh, my girl, with, yeah, I, I can do that. But I also look at it as like, I go to a barber, right? But I can also cut my hair, you know, but the barber is trained in that. He's mastered that skill. So I see a therapist as somebody who has just mastered that skill of, you know, helping people out hearing and giving them feedback. Um, My account of therapy at first, I'm not going to lie. I went to therapy because of somebody, which I do not suggest, but through going, when I went to therapy, I then figured out like, yo, I got to do this for myself, you know? So even though the way that I got introduced to therapy, I would say it was wrong, me just getting into therapy was, was great. So I got into therapy also because my company had a great program and I was like, yo, I might as well use my FS, my FSA before it goes away the next year. And I mean, bro, it, I, I, I unpacked a lot of things that I thought I had in order, you know, and being an African man, especially just being an African man that's Christian, you feel like you can handle everything. Uh, you can handle everything on your own. And if you can't handle it on your own, you just have to find a way to cope. You know, so there were so many little things that I was doing to, to cope. And you can only bottle so much in. It was always coming out in some way, shape or form. <laughs> and when it came out, it wasn't always good. You know, these were some bad habits. These were maybe I would just raise my voice. You know, just little things that ultimately could lead to your demise. So I think therapy is good. I would recommend everybody go just go at least once, you know, I'm not going to say, Oh, sign up for the, for, for the, for the plan where you go five times a week. No, just go at least once, try it out. I, mean, I know for me, I like to get comfortable, you know, I lay out on the couch. Sometimes I'll be, I tell them, Hey, br- bring the Kleenex, you know, cause it, it can get deep. You know, you start resurfacing things that you felt like, yo, I never had a problem with, you know? So I, I, I think it's, I think it's good. Um, I, I would also like to uh, visit a scripture in terms of how I think the Bible kind of talks about therapy. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Romans. I'm going to go to Romans, uh, Romans chapter one, verse 12. All right. Romans chapter one, verse 12. And that says, that is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Um, So this was coming from Paul. You know, and I think he was just talking about, um, like, like he said, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. And I know therapists, you know, they can come with different types of disciplines and whatnot, you know, but I would say I, I look for a therapist who also shares the same faith as me as far as believing in God. So when I'm sharing things with them, I think that they're helping me become comfortable you know, they're helping me unpack these things like man Raheem talked about. And it's something that it's not, it's not, I'm not guilty about anything. You know, it's not like it's taking the place of, of God in my life because I'm still praying to God to help me in everything that I do. But just talking to a friend, talking to a friend about things, that's not a bad thing. You know, you shouldn't feel bad about opening up to a friend, especially a licensed friend who, you know, when you talk to your friend or maybe your girl or whatever, sometimes you feel like they're holding things against you, you know, like, okay, now that I know this about this person, I'm going to interact with them a little bit differently. And I feel like the therapist takes that place of, 
okay, I'm just that person where you can talk to me and I'm not going to then because of my, my human ways, take it out on you. You know, I'm not going every time I see you be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make you feel terrible. You know? Now that's real. I think for me, another thing is kind of like you said, the therapist is impartial, right? So they don't, they don't know me from, from anyone. So the advice they're giving me is just based off of what I'm, I'm telling them. Right. And, and there's something you said, and that's why I, it's probably best for us to not always like, we should share things with those that are close to us. But the, the thing is those that are closest to us, they view us from a skewed perspective in the yep. sense that, you know, they love us. They're our friends you know, we're, they're close to us. They're not going to always be 100% honest with us about us, right? Whereas yeah. the, the therapists don't, don't know you. So their best interest is you, right? Their best interest is helping you with whatever problems or just even the things you're struggling with that you talk to them about. And, and something that you said was big, try to find a therapist that matches your lifestyle, right? For me, yeah. my, ther- my therapist is a black male who's Christian, right? So we talk from a clinical perspective and he also adds faith and different things in there, right? Like even, even for example, in my first session, bro, we talked about coping mechanisms, right? And you asked me what, what my coping me- mechanisms were. And I told him what one, of, what one of them was. And even though you know what they are, when you have to say it out loud and you get challenged and you get challenged to the point of like, why do you go to that, right? And what I realized is, and I want you to kind of talk a little bit about this, the, what pains us, in our mind also pains us in our soul, right? And the things that we, the things that we look to, we're, we're looking to them to help heal the, the pain that exists in our soul and in our mind. It's crazy if you really think about it, bro. And I wanted to ask you, how has that played out in your life? In terms of what, what, what pains me in the mind? Yeah, like what are, what are things that you've looked for to cope with, right? What's paining you in your mind, which in turn can affect your soul? Like what are the things you've, you've looked to, to to cope with? Oh, Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the things that I've looked to cope with when I was blind to the truth and things that I've looked to cope with now. You know, I, I think in, in my latter days, what I would look to used to cope that was just, um, I mean, porn, you know, that, that was something that was just, it could take me away from whatever, you know, I was dealing with in my mind. Um, also just foolish talk with, with friends, you know, Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I, I can think back to my past and I would look to the conversations I've had to my friends and I'd be like, I didn't learn anything. I didn't impact any knowledge on them. Like that, it was just a meaningless conversation where we literally ended the night either just thinking about, okay, yo, let's go make a move. Let's drink. Let's, I, it, it didn't help me out. And now that I know better, I mean, one of the ways that I cope is, I mean, I have a select group of friends where I know they're of the same faith as me and I can always, you know, talk with them. Another way is just this podcast. You know, I look at this podcast as it is great to, you know, have a partnership. You know, this is a partnership. This is also a business at the end of the day, but it's like when we get together and we talk about our faith, we're being open and candid with each other. And I know that you're also going to, if you hear something that, you know, because we believe in God. If you hear something that is off, you're going to tell me like, Hey, let's slow down here. Let's talk about this. Let's revisit that. Um, and then outside of just seeing a therapist, that was also another way. Um, and I think also just being healthy, you know, being healthy, like working out, making sure I'm eating properly. That helps me with just coping because 
when you are not taking care of your body and then your mind is also in a funk, that's just going to add to the amount of pain that you're basically going through. Man, and that's super real. And there was, I just feel like it's a lot to kind of walk through and, and think about. It's a lot of moving parts, but I like how you talked about your positive coping mechanisms, right? Whether that's working out and, and eating healthy, making sure you're getting enough sleep and doing those things to make sure like you're okay. And um, like for me, I would definitely say like my coping mechanisms, it, it came up in my, um, it came up in my session was, was pornography. That, that is something that I still um, wrestle with and I'm, I'm, I'm okay kind of talking hey, we, about we it. We're going to have an episode. You know we're going to have, we well, have to dedicate an episode to that. Of course. Yeah. But, um, but like um, definitely it's like learning to lean more towards positive things. And even as a Christian, I just want to encourage you, like if you believe in Jesus, because you go to therapy doesn't mean you're any less Christian, right? I, yeah. Like I, I genuinely believe the Lord has placed everything that we need. He's, he's, he's placed it here, right? And as long as we have him, we're okay. But he's also placed these extra things to help us along the way, right? And I feel like therapy is one of those things as a Christian, if you need it, it will help you, right? Because obviously we believe Jesus has already given us victory and all of that. Yeah. Our, victory, our victory is secure. But this just helps us further win in the battle and just make sure that we're okay along the way because life is hard right it's, it's hard as hell and yeah and there's different things that we're gonna we're gonna um come across along the way so this just helps us to navigate you know those difficult situations have you felt any friction from the african community or your, your family for going to therapy so i actually only told my sister i was going to therapy but she was like she looked at me kind of weird my sister's older than me. she's <laughs> yeah. eight years older and she was yeah. like she just looked, i'm like i told her there's nothing wrong but i'm just for me, it's a preventative measure. It's more yeah. like, because I'm looking like long-term, right? Looking at when I, get, when I get married and have kids and stuff. And it's all, like, you're going to need it at different phases in your life, right? But it's just, I believe in being preventative. So my thing is, I want to just take this ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you feel that way. No, I, I feel that way. I feel that way. Like I said, I've, I've talked to my mom about this, and she feels like I'm just throwing money down the drain. But... You know, I, I look at the elder generation in African communities, and I think they they feel as though because they never needed something that it doesn't apply to the future. But you got to understand, there are a lot of things that are in play right now as we're living that our parents didn't have to go through. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, hey, we live like this crazy, tougher life than they did. I understand they struggle, but there are a lot of things that, you know, we're also dealing with and we're coping with. And just because they uh, managed, I'm not going to say they triumphed, you know, because they managed, you know, our parents, like, if I could get my mom into a therapist, fam, I, that would be wonderful, you know, because I know there's a lot to unpack, you know, but I can't tell that in her face because that's disrespectful, you know, so if mom's listening, hey, moms, I'm just joking. This is just podcast stuff. But, you know, for me, I, I, I look at it in, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm never ashamed, you know, cause I think as men, we feel like we're so proud and we're, we're, we're big enough to do anything. And the Bible always calls us to have humility and to be humble, you know, and to be subject to one another. So I just look at therapy as another form of me, you know, bringing myself down, you know, I'm not too good to, you know, talk through something. And I have learned a lot of bad things about my, like, I've talked to somebody and I felt like, yo, that was the best way to handle this, you know? And then I've gone to a therapist and it's like, 
that was actually the worst way to handle this. And the only reason why you thought it was the best way is because you feeling yourself too much. You know, you think you're better than everybody, you know? So yeah, I, 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 I don't play around when it comes to people, you know, saying, Oh, uh, therapy is this, there. No, it, it's good. It's good. I definitely subscribe to it. Man. I, I, lo- I love the endorsement of, of therapy and it's kind of dope that we're both talking about it. I feel like in, in our spaces as like brothers and black dudes or whatever, and African men, I feel like we need to encourage them more and talk about it. Cause there's a lot of generational trauma that's being passed down to us. Yeah. Right. And just like, kind of like, I'm, I'm glad you talked about your mom, even my mom, I realized she, dog, she went through a lot of stuff. Even my, my, my grandparents on her side died when she was young. So I never, I mean, yeah, my grandparents, her parents, I never met them died when she was young and she had to go through a lot of stuff. Right. And it's just, like you said, I feel like if she were to see a therapist, I feel like she would unpack a lot of stuff too. Stuff that oh she's just, goodness. stuff that she's just been managing. Bro, you know, this, you know, a crazy thing I think about too on our parents' behalf from this conversation, imagine coming to America and you don't, you maybe know one or two people, but you don't know what you're coming to. Bro, do you know how scary that yeah. is? And, and they, came, they came in like the 70s, the late 70s, early 80s or 90s, whenever they came, didn't know anything. So they're just finessing and managing their way through America. I can just imagine it was scary at times. It was difficult not knowing what was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if, 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 I, if I get my mom to see a therapist, she'll probably flug the therapist because the, the therapist will be asking all these questions. Yeah. Hey, look, and, and shout out to all of the all of our parents who are actually in therapy, you know, because that's a bold step. You know, I, I, I shout out anybody who's listening, who knows like a parent who's in therapy, because that's also a great way to kind of shed light on therapy and be an example. Now, with all that being said, I have refrained from talking about this at large simply because it is one of those things where it's tough, yo. It's tough. It's tough. And I, th- I think I need to go to therapy because of all these things that I'm seeing, you know, but um, we, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, we saw the, we saw the footage, we saw the footage live, the killing of Ahmad Arbery, you know, and I'll speak on it first. I saw it and I wasn't really alarmed as I should have been because I've seen this so many times. It's like, they show us the video every single time, you know? And I looked at this and I said, why are we always the victim? Why are we always the victim? You know? And some people, I've heard some people say, well, you don't know the facts yet. You know, I'm like, look, it always happens to us this way. All right. It's never, oh, you know, the black guy was, you know, patrolling the, patrolling the, the neighborhood and the white guy was jogging up. Oh, oh, he, he checked out some house that was under construction. Is that the price? Is your life the price you have to pay for checking out this home that was under? I don't care about the facts, man. All I'm saying is you have a younger brother. You know, I'm, I'm about to be 30. I'm thankful to God for getting me to 30, but I'm looking at this younger brother and I'm like, yo, what have I done to earn my life right now when this young brother who, I don't know what he was destined to do, but his life was taken all because of what? Some neighborhood watch who, not only him, but his son felt itchy at the trigger like i i don't get it man i i don't get it i don't get it so it it definitely traumatized me man what about you 
Man, I'm not going to hold you. I didn't watch the video only because I'm tired of watching black men get shot on video and mm. just not yeah. and not feel anything. It just makes me mad. It pisses me off. It makes me sad because, like, for my thing is, like, nothing makes me better than them. It easily could be me. And I always be thinking about, like, God forbid, if this happened to me, would they care that I, I have a bachelor's? Would they care that I have a master's? Would they care they about my not. career? No, they wouldn't care. They would be trying to dig up dirt. Like, oh, when he was in college, he got caught with marijuana or whatever. Yeah, the Frostburg days, man. They're going to yeah, pull that like, up. <laughs> exactly. They'd they be trying to look for my dirt. Like, they wouldn't even be like, oh, he was, a, he was a good son. He was a good friend. He was a good brother. They wouldn't even talk about any of that. And for me, it just it makes me so sad and mad because it's just like, dog, like, what is the value of a human life, right? Especially a black male, somebody that looks like me, right? Uh, as a believer, I believe everyone was made in the image of God. So, like, that's an image bearer. That's somebody that bears God's image that their life is getting taken away. So it just, it blows me. And it's a reason why I stayed away from it on Twitter. I haven't talked about it just because I don't want to get mad. I won't get angry. And I don't want to rile up those emotions because it, it hits very close to my home. I have a younger brother. So it's like, I, I God forbid, like, I would never want anything to happen to him. But it's like, these situations point out that people are afraid of us because of the color of our skin. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying all white people, but I'm just saying there's a segment of people that are still afraid of black people. And it shows when these situations happen. Hey, and the, the truth of the matter is white people look at us and they say, well, don't stereotype and think all white people are racist, you know, but when we see people who look like us who are getting killed, in broad daylight, they're not sneaking around and do this no more, all right? They're not saying, oh, we're going to wait till it gets dark. They're basically saying, hey, we doing this in the open, and we're not getting that same courtesy as far as, hey, not all black people who are in a nice neighborhood are stealing, okay? I mean, like, like I said, I've, I've heard so much. I think you had sent me an article talking about the history of the, uh, of the people who shot him, you know? They had a history, you know, so it, 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 it's sad. It's sad. We're even at the point where you told me you didn't watch this because you've seen this a bunch of time and you're tired of this, you know, like how much trauma does that bring to you where it's like, you don't even want to see something because it's like, yo, I didn't seen this movie like 50 million times. It, it sucks because I would say the last, probably the last video of that nature that I watched was um, Philando. Castell, Castell, yeah. Castell, yeah. That was the last one I watched. And that one just like, and that was a few years ago. That one made me just, made me sick in the stomach, right? So since that one, I haven't watched another one of these type of videos just because at this point, I can't, I can't take it anymore. Like, son, I'm going to be like, like, it is, it's to the point, son, even if like, I'm in those type of situations, God forbid, I'm like, I'm thinking like, am I going to make it? Whether you get pulled over or you're walking through your neighborhood. Like, I live in a mostly white neighborhood, bro. Like, I'm not saying nobody's going to mess with me, but it's just like, that could, like, oh, why are you walking around? You know, it could easily be one of us, you know? Fam, I have been trying to find a way to work out, and I found this empty parking lot, and it has these bars where I can do some pull-ups on. And you really don't know how this thing affects you until you get into a moment where you feel like, yo, I'm in danger. So I was doing my little workouts, and all of a sudden I see this police car come up and he's just driving. I'm like, I quickly, I'm like, yo, what is about to happen? Like, is he about to say like, I'm trespassing and just tase me or, or kill? I thought about that. I promise you, I thought about it. And the crazy thing, he just zoomed past me and I'm like, 
he probably wasn't even worried about me. But I'm sitting here just thinking about Ahmad, you know, and I'm just like, yo, that really could be any one of us. You know, it doesn't matter what, 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 what accomplishments we have. You know, I look at it when we accomplish something, they look at us as one person. Okay, one person out of all the black people is a good person. But when we do something bad, they look at us as a whole. You know, somebody steals. Oh, black people, black men. Oh, they steal. So they're all bad. You know, so it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And I mean, I, I didn't even want to talk about this today, but I feel like we have a lot of listeners who are going through the same thing that we're going through. And it helps when we talk about these things, you know. So I, I, I want to I jump to some scripture that I stumbled upon. And I immediately thought of just us as a people, as black people, okay? So I went into the book of Micah. The book of Micah is mad little, like it's small. It's only seven chapters. I've read through it all. It's a pretty good read. Oh, that sounds crazy. It's a pretty good read. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm in Micah chapter seven. And long story short, the people of Israel, they, they, they weren't listening to God, okay? So after not listening to God, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to start from verse two. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to skip some verses here and there. So verse two says, the good man is perished out of the earth and there is none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man, his brother with a net, you know, so all good men are gone from the earth and you just have people who are waiting to kill, waiting to kill each other. You know, I, I thought about us because we do live in a very vain society where everybody is good. You know, I think in the new Testament, I think it was in Matthews. Um, I remember when somebody had called Jesus good and he was like, who are you calling good? You know, there's only one good, but in today's time, we all think we're good. We all think we're great, you know? And uh, so I read verse two and I thought about us and then I skipped down to verse five, right? It says, trust you not in a friend, uh, put your confidence, uh, do not put your confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of your mouth from her that lies in thy bosom. For the son dishonors the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. And I just thought about us, how we do lack a lot of trust. And even in families, you see people just, I mean, I, I, when, you, when you hear about some deaths in families, you sometimes think, man, that outsider really had it against that family. But sometimes you hear fam family members taking out their own family. You know, you hear family members betraying their own family. And I read that and I just thought about these times that we're living in now. And then verse seven says, therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. And I just thought about, okay, what are we to do in this time? You know, and for me, yeah, the only thing I can do is look onto God, you know, because I, I sit here and I've gone to college, like I've gotten my degrees, I have a good job, like I look like a nice person, but none of that can save me. You know, none of that can stop me from, you know, somebody shooting me down. You know, the only thing I can do is continue to pray and continue to make sure that I am being obedient to the laws that God has given me, you know, clinging to that, that which is good, you know, so I'm going to roll down to verse 10. Then she that is my enemy shall see it 
and shame shall cover her which said unto me where is the lord thy god my eyes shall behold her now she shall be trodden down as the mire of the street so as i continue to look unto the lord my enemies will start to realize that and shame will cover them and ultimately she'll be trodden down as the mire of the streets you know so as i continue to look to god and continue to pray not silently you know it's not like i'm just gonna continue to look to god and be lazy you know it's like hey i'm still gonna try and be an upstanding citizen in my community but my security is in god you know god is my blanket you know that that's where i'm gonna lay everything out and say god thy will be done you know and all my enemies will see that and shame will be put onto shame will be put onto their faces <sighs> yeah Man, you came with the heavy, the heavy word, man. Um, so I have, hey. <laughs> I, I have um, two scriptures. Uh, so I'm going to read them and let's kind of talk to them really, uh, really briefly. So the first scripture um, that I'm going to read from is Genesis 1:27, And it says, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. And then the second scripture I'm reading is um, Genesis 9, 6. And it says, whoever sheds human blood by human hands, his blood will be shed, for God made humans in his image. So just um, really briefly to talk about Genesis 127, it's basically just saying God made each one of us in his image, right? So we'll, reading that and just understanding the word of God is just 100% clear that God made us as image bearers, right? And in essence, many gods or many versions of himself, right? We have the essence of him. And when you think about it, right, from like a sin perspective, racism is a sin right? Because racism is saying, oh, because you're this color, oh, we don't value you or we hate you. But if, if you read in Genesis yeah. 127, right, it's saying God made us in his image, right? So racism is in direct opposition to the image of God. You're basically saying, oh, you're not good enough. You're calling God's creation not good enough. So who are you to judge his creation and say it doesn't have value or it doesn't have worth, right? Like, yeah. just think about it. That's, that's, that's very heavy. And right. And, and also Genesis 9, 6, um, God is just basically saying, like, if you're shedding human blood, you're hurting his creation. And he's like, low-key, that's like a vengeance type of scripture, basically just saying, like, if you kill people, other people may kill you. It could, it could come back, God forbid, but, you know, it's just, it's that wild. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's heavy when you think about it. Like, we all have value and we all have you know value because we were created to bear god's image so if you if you think about it like all of these systems that create oppression and, and you know racism and all this stuff they're they're oppressing god's people and it's 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 really sad and unfortunate and i, I and i feel like one thing that can help us in this fight is we need more white people right that's christians yeah. and not and non-christians to speak up on behalf of you know, people that look like us, because if you're challenging the system, you just help us even more, right? Because, yeah. you know, when we speak up, sometimes our voices get drowned out and they don't get taken as seriously, right? So it's, I, I, I just want to challenge our brothers and sisters, you know, our white brothers and sisters to, to not be afraid to speak out against injustice, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, don't just partake in the cool part, in the cool parts of, Black culture, you know, we need white people to stand up when, hey, there are other white people aren't standing up, okay? You got to be brave because I always look at 
everything that's cool in the black community, white people love to creep towards, you know, it's like hip hop is now almost like a white sport now, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think we definitely need our white brothers to to stand up for us and, and support us. And as we are reading these scriptures, um, it occurred to me just to tell anybody who's listening to, you know, just make sure you're not being a prisoner of the verse, you know, because I think I've, I've done that in the past where I read one thing in the Bible and I run off and I think, oh, I got all the answers. You know, one of the reasons why we pray before we even get into the show is to have God's understanding, you know, is to have understanding from God in our conversation. Because, I mean, you can read one verse and you can run off with that. And now not only are you leading yourself astray, but if you're the head of your household, then you might just teach that knowledge to your family. And it's like, no, make sure you're, you're praying for God's guidance as you're reading his word. And also read the word at length, you know, just because you read one thing doesn't mean, you know, you can't continue to read that whole chapter, continue to read that whole book, get some more context. And it's just the unraveling thing where you might think you know something about a chapter you've already read, but as you continue to go through life and God continues to give you uh, different testimonies and, and, and different things that you're going to see in your life, you might reread that chapter and it gives you a new meaning. No, that's real, man. And, and understanding context will definitely help you talk through the Bible better. It'll help you apply the word um, better just towards um, different, different situations. And this brought to mind another scripture that I kind of wanted to, um, well, not even scripture. I would say definitely just read through the book of Micah if you get a chance. There's a lot of good gems in there. And there's a part where, where God is talking about loving justice and loving mercy, loving mercy. So when you get to that point and you, you get to where that scripture, where you see it, I pray that it kind of changes your mind and it would encourage you to, to seek justice for those that, you know, injustice is occurring against. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, hey, let's go ahead and close this thing out. So if you are trying to get in contact with me, you can definitely do that at Long Live Toby on Instagram and Twitter. We also have the Urban Theology uh, Instagram up which is it's exactly how it's spelled, but it, then it's a, what is it? Underscore at the end? Yep. Underscore at the end. Yeah. So urban theology underscore. All right. You can't miss that. Make sure you follow us. Give us a shout out. We love all the feedback that we get. Um, anything that I have going on. Oh, I put an offer in on a house. So please keep me in your prayers. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I've overstayed my welcome, but um, I, I thank God for being able to keep me still here and, I've saved a bunch of money. I've grown in my faith. So it's definitely been worth it. Um, that's all I got going for me, man. What you got? Man, I'm proud of you, man. That's, that's awesome news. Um, hey, for me, I would definitely say just, just follow me on rice underscore and underscore and stew. Um, unlike Toby, I'm still in the, uh, I'm, I haven't put an offering on a house, but I'm trying to pay off debt and just kind of get some things situated before, um, I, even, I even get to that point. But like Toby, I'm also working on some things at home and just trying to um, just uh, stay positive and just, just grind it out. So um, we definitely just want to wish you guys a blessed week. Uh, thank you for tuning in um, to this week's episode. Um, share it with a friend. Follow us on Instagram. Also, um, if, if you follow the, the – um, if you're subscribed to the page, leave us a rating. We'd really oh, yeah. appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, as this thing continues to grow, we're going to have a lot more uh, content for you guys. Um, I mean, we even have some things that we haven't even finalized yet, and I don't want to put it out in the air. But just to give you guys insight, we're going to have a lot of topics. We kind of touched on a little bit on pornography. We might dedicate a separate episode to that. There's so many things that affect us as men, and it can, it can apply to women too. You know, I know this is something where we're two guys, but our sisters, we definitely love y'all. Continue to tune in. Um, but yeah, look, man, it's been a great episode. Uh, everybody remain blessed as we are going into – how many weeks has it been since, since this quarantine in the U.S.? Going on about eight weeks. Going on about eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah, man. So everybody remain blessed. Get out there, exercise. All right. I'm trying to get out there, exercise, and you know, till till next week. Later. Peace.